Generation of Kings. Let's go. Second Samuel chapter 9 from verse 1. Uh, how many of you believe that the message I preached in the first service, this message I'm preaching, that more people in the body of Christ need to hear it? need to understand it, need to apply it. So how are you going to help? Don't wait for the body of Christ. You share it. You share your testimonies. Tonight, we're not going to do the video testimony. I want us to do a blend of text and audio. So when you record on the group, I want to hear testimonies and read testimonies. Just tell us how the service was. Um, don't wait for able to coordinate and all of that. But from around 7.30, whatever the time is. So let's share it because... The Nigerian church, especially the African church, and for many believers across the world, but particularly in Africa, are fractured in the soul. Very, very fractured in the soul. And so even though we are very anointed in the spirit, very powerful in terms of prayer and unction and spiritual energy, our souls are not robust enough or strong enough or structured enough to be able to channel all of the spiritual glory into well-being for the people. Right, so you have people who are anointed, but they are cantankerous, arrogant, rude. Like people speaking tongues on your street, right? And at them, they cause pass. No, be so. Right, some anointed pastors rape members of their congregation. It's obscene. You can't even believe it, but it happens, right? It doesn't happen. Some of the most anointed singers they can steal for a living. Actually, they do that. Right? Either they steal money or they steal people's songs. All still now, still, right? But can we talk? And you wonder, I know this guy is anointed, but I'm disappointed. You know why? There's brokenness in the soul. Many of you thought your parents were perfect until you grew up and discovered that they abused you with their words, with their hands. They slapped your head against a wall and said you should be grateful that you didn't die. And you grew up thinking that that's normalcy. Oh, come on, let's talk now. I, I know nobody wants to wear it on their faces, but am I speaking? Yes, you grew up thinking, mm, that's the way parenting is. And when you had your own child, you smacked them into a year before they were born. But the Lord is healing in the house. Second Samuel chapter 9 from verse 1. Now David said, is there still, is there anyone, is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? God will show you kindness. People will begin to show you kindness. Verse 2, and there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was pronounced. Sounds like a character in Lion King. Pronounce it. Say Ziba. So when they had called him to David, the king said to him, Are you Ziba? He said, At your service, sir, yes, sir. Then the king said, Is there not still someone of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God? And Ziba said to the king, There is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. So the king said to him, where is he? And, king, and Ziba said to the king, indeed, he's in the house of Merkar, the son of Amiel in Lodibah. Somebody say Lodibah. Lodibah. 
That's a significant place. I'll talk about it. Then King David sent and brought him out of the house of Marker, the son of Amiel from Lodeba. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, had come to David, he fell on his face and prostrated himself. Then David said, Mephibosheth! And he answered, here is your servant. So David said to him, do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan, your father's sake, and will restore to you. Somebody shout, restore me, Lord. Everything I lost to abuse, restore me, Lord. Everything I lost to oppression, restore me, Lord. Everything I lost to pawn, restore me, Lord. Everything I lost to shame, reproach, anxiety, overwhelm, restore me, Lord. Somebody is not praying, but I, I thought somebody was going to seize the moment and say, Lord, restore me. Everything that I lost, everything I lost to anger, everything I lost to women, to boys, to girls, restore me, Lord. David, are you praying or are you looking at your food? Everything, Lord, restore Shaniba Tovazas. Let your voice be heard. Do you know that when your soul is whole, there are many demons you won't have to fight? In fact, I will propose to you that one of the major reasons there's a lot of emphasis on deliverance and deliverance and deliverance and deliverance and deliverance in Nigeria many African ministries is that the souls are so broken that it's easy for demons to operate or oppress how do I know the Bible says the one person who is angry and cannot control the spirit is like a city with broken down walls that means his immunity is low when he does not have a strong inner man when his soul is damaged almost any demonic spirit can run through his life so when you see people running from pillar to post, deliverance, deliverance, sometimes it's not just the spirits that are tormenting them, it's their souls that are already fractured. A fractured soul will create just as bad results as a spiritually possessed person in many cases. If the soul is fractured, the person is naturally bitter. I don't need to put the spirit of malice because they're already bitter. Oh, talk to me now. If the soul is already fractured, which means the, seven, the central nervous system is already used to being exposed to sexual innuendos and sexual patterns, then I don't need to waste a demon of lust to supervise you. I've already installed in that body the desire to see porn, to do porn, or to sleep with somebody outrightly, somebody here. Yes, <laughs> You'll be amazed. You'll be amazed said, I'll restore you. Restored all the land. And then he said, in verse uh, 7, restore to you all the land of, your, of Saul, your grandfather, and shall eat bread at the, my table continually. Verse 8, then he bowed himself and said, what is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog as I? He didn't seem some as a human being anymore. He didn't seem some as any person of prestige or influence anymore. And the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said to him, I have given to you, to your master's son, all that belong therefore, and your sons and your servants shall walk the land for him. And you shall bring in the harvest, that your master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's son, shall eat bread at my table always. Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Then Ziba said to the king, according to all that my lord the king has commanded, 
his servant, so will your servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table like one of the king's sons. Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah, and all who dwelt in the house of Ziba were servants of Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, for he ate continually at the king's table, and it was lame in both feet. Father, we thank you. The lame will walk today. Every area of limbness is healed. As your word goes forth, strength is given. Capacity is installed. Power is restored. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Many of us, we've heard the story, but many of us have not heard it the way I want to present it today. But it's important to present it this way today because many times when we think about the anointing of God, the anointing, uh, the anointed ministry of Jesus, by the way, Messiah means Meshach, which means the anointed one and his anointing. In the New Testament, that word is the word Christos which is the anointed one and his anointing. The Meshach is the anointed one and his anointing. Now, you know the scripture that says that in that day I'll remove the burden from off his neck, from off his shoulders and the yoke from off his neck and the yoke shall be broken because of the anointing. That word anointing is the word shaman, which means rich oil. And actually the picture in the Hebrew does not mean that the yoke is going to be removed like somebody will come and remove the yoke. What it literally means is that the person being spoken about will grow so fat who grow so fat, so fulfilled, and so strong internally that like the beads that used to fit you when your neck was smaller could no, could, can no longer fit you now that you're chopping life. You know the way the beads just snap and they break when you're trying to force them. He says that's the way the anointing will be broken because of the anointing. Not the anointing oil on top of their head, but the richness of the oil of God within your soul. What it means is that when your soul becomes fat with revelation, when you are fed with revelation, there are some yokes that will not stand on you any longer. There are some seductive traps and behaviors that cannot remain because you have revelation from an internal environment. Are you here? That's why the Bible says in the book of 3 John 2, I wish that thou mayest prosper and be in health. How? Even as your soul prospers. Because if you, your body prospers but your soul does not, the bankruptcy of your soul will impoverish your body. That is, if your soul is corrupted but your body is good, the corruption of your body will weaken, of your soul rather, will weaken your body. That's why Proverbs says, the strong spirit of a man is what will sustain him in the day of adversity. What it means is that your mind can actually heal your body. So they say to people who have fractures or who are broken away or who are in accident, that if you can speak to their minds and keep feeding the minds with positivity, it accelerates the healing process. Are you here? This is the reason the enemy is attacking this generation with mental illness, mental health challenges, with soul problems, soul wounds, soul scars, because he wants to ruin and wreck you on the inside, discombobulate you on the outside, and take all the land that God has for you. Are you here? When you look at the Bible and you look at restoration, whether it was the, the, the man in the in our text, that is Mephibosheth, or the woman who appeared before Elisha, you will see that when they restored them, they didn't just restore them, 
they restored land to them. Which means that after I've restored your soul, then you are strong enough to cultivate the field that I ordained you to be in. There are many believers who fields are, whose fields are fallow, whose grounds are dry, whose pastures are empty because their own souls have not been cultivated by the vine dresser called God. But I come to tell somebody today, not only will you be healed, your land will be healed, your waters will be healed, your territories will be healed. You are not going to die like a dog. You are not going to die in suicide, in depression, in weariness, in bitterness, in regret. Yes, you had a heartbreak, but God is healing you. Yes, you, fa yes, you failed, but God is bringing you back. You lost some money in that business, but God is restoring you. If your amen can be louder, heaven will respond loud. So we emphasize the anointing, the anointing, the anointing. That guy is anointed, but when we see Isaiah 61, and we see the anointed one and his anointing, in a manner of speaking, we are not anointed. We are only anointed because we are inside the anointed one. That's the reason as a believer, whether you feel anointed or not, you are anointed. Because you cannot be inside oil and be dry. Oh, yeah. I'm inside the shaman. I'm inside the meshach. I'm inside the oil of God. Please help me high five somebody who's looking dry, who's looking dumb, who's looking drab. High five that person and say, you are anointed because you are in the anointing. You are in the anointing. You live in the anointing. Acts 17 verse 28. In him I live. In him I move. In him I have my being. I'm in the oil. I'm oily. I'm swimming in the oil. I'm splashing with the oil. I am anointed. Where are the anointed ones? Can the anointed ones stand and say, I am anointed? Now high five somebody with oily hands and tell the person I'm anointed. I'm anointed. I'm anointed. Jesus, when it gives us his manifesto in Isaiah 61, Isaiah 61, look at what it says. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And when we use oil, the oil is a symbol of the anointing, right? He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Because he has put oil on me to number one, do what? Preach the good news. Listen, the first evidence that somebody is anointed is not that demons are shouting. It's that what comes out of their mouth is good. It's good news. It doesn't matter how many demons shriek. If they puff out bitterness and bile and envy and keep on recounting the past or you always feel weighed down after you, you listen to them, that's not the anointing. That's the annoying thing. Because I said the first evidence of anointing, preach good news. Are you following this? said my heart is indicting a good matter my tongue is like the pen of a ready writer I dip my tongue in the ink of God's intentions and I pen pictures of divine delight in every area of my life that's a sign of the anointing that you're incubating good themes he says the second thing is not that demons are going from pillar to post. He said he has anointed me. Don't give me this translation except I ask for it. He has anointed me to give, to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to do what? Not the broken body. Listen, let me say this. 
the body of Christ, we need to begin to revisit our priorities. If somebody comes in here and there's somebody maybe on a wheelchair or somebody on a, on a, what do you call the thing? On crutches, right? Or walking stick. And then we all pray in an atmosphere of impartation. The person throws the wheelchair. Everybody begins to what? Shout and wail. But the first evidence of the anointing is that somebody came into a service depressed. But by the time they are leaving, they are standing. Because the fact that you can't see their wheels does not mean their souls are not on a wheelchair. We must learn to celebrate. You know why? The more invisible the problem is, the more strategic it is in the spirit realm. So the devil, he's mad. He's really, really mad. He's really mad when people get out of wheelchairs. He's really mad when they throw crutches away. And we're going to see more of that. But listen, he faints and collapses when a wounded soul rises in healing. <laughs> when you who were raped at 16, you finally discover that the person who took your virginity couldn't take your divine dignity. You finally discover that you pinned me to a bed, but Christ has raised me up from the bed of affliction. You finally dis discover that what the enemy meant for evil, God has found to turn around for my good. And you open your mouth and you lose other people who are bound. The devil cannot stand it. He collapses under the weight of that testimony because the first thing after preaching the gospel is that the broken hearts will be healed. The body of the believer is the temple of the spirit but the heart of the believer is the throne of the spirit. In other words, when God is going to move in your life, he sits in your heart but if your heart is broken, you will even break God's agenda for your life. This is the reason when Jesus was about to hit the precipice of his assignment, which was to go to the cross and die, he said, my heart is exceedingly sorrowful. He asked people to pray for him. You know why? Because if you don't go through with the assignment of God, if you allow brokenness to stop that assignment, no matter what you've done before, you have aborted the process. So Jesus said, pray for me. Hayakaba. That this thing I'm about to birth, I carry you through. This is the reason we encourage you to have believers who are prayer partners. Because you come to destiny moments where you know what you are carrying. Your personal prayer perspective may not deliver it. Because you feel like giving up. But even though the midwife is a single lady and she has never given birth, she can say push. In other words, they might not be as experienced as you are. But sometimes an external voice validates your process and allows you to take a prayer posture. Kings, you are about to deliver. Kings, you are about to give birth. Kings, you are in a gore season. You cannot quit. You cannot give up. You cannot be tired. You cannot be weary. You can't afford it. Mr. T, Jesus took Peter, James, and John. He knew they were not perfect. But the fact that they were not perfect does not mean they are not partners. Don't lose your partners because you're looking for perfection. He said that hurts. Look at what Solomon says. Guard your... Ha! 
heart with all why out of it will proceed so which one do you think the enemy is looking for more broken bodies or broken hearts broken hearts so a playboy is an agent of darkness because he's a facilitator of broken hearts so I'm just playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. Just the play. An agent of darkness does not necessarily have to have two or three horns. Pitchfork tail, red coat. <laughs> I'm coming for you. An agent of darkness can wear three-piece suits. It's dapper, it's suave, debonair. Smells like potato chips fried by angels. Accolades and all. Accolade. Idon. He'll leave you high on Idonre heels. <laughs> am, am I done? <laughs> but are we seeing this? He says to heal the brokenhearted. Because somebody can stand up from a wheelchair, but their learned helplessness will make their mobile fit useless. They've become so used to handouts. So even though now they can stand and walk, their minds cannot. Except the heart is healed. And many people don't heal. Many of us, we cover it up with activities or achievements or accolades or medals or anointing. Listen, there are many pastors that are broken. And it's worse when you're a pastor that you're broken because, number one, if you're on stage, generally you have to deal with an ego thing because people look up to you. <laughs> and then, many pastors are in silos. The work of ministry is so absorbent and consuming that to build meaningful relationships outside of your local assembly is not the easiest thing to do. And then, the anointing of God is there. But the fact that the anointing is flowing in the congregation does not mean healing is flowing in the preacher's soul. Because God will boycott the weakness of man to strengthen his sheep. So it's a conundrum. When you get close to certain ministers and you are amazed. You are aconned. You are agbadoed. At the degree of distance between the man on stage and his real life. You know when people have fractured personalities? Trauma. Dissonance. Cognitive dissonance. Mind-body splits. Two realities. Schizophrenia. That's why the Bible says that Christ has removed the wall of partition and is gathering all things over here. So what is trauma? Trauma is an unpleasant, intense emotional experience that leaves you desperate, angry, upset, or broken. Now, many times people think that I was just upset. I was just upset. You know, for you to know you're upset, there are hormones in your body that are fired off. So that means that a state of emotions has implications on your physical body. That's why sometimes you're angry, your throat is dry. Or your hand is shaking. 
or you're sweaty. So what that means is with every emotional state that is intense, especially traumatic experiences, your body is learning a certain state. Yes, sir. <laughs> no kofumania. Some ladies have been ripped multiple times. Some people will be like, how did it happen? Because they went into freeze mode. And so the fact that a lady is frozen in a state does not mean she's consenting. If she, she didn't want it, if she didn't want it, she would have fought back. There's a, a traumatic state that leaves you too weak to fight yes, or to see anything yes, because you can't even believe what is happening. Yes, Are we getting yes, someone? And I also want to speak to the men. Men, you have to be extremely careful of how you relate to women because what I discovered is in my counseling men and women, many men have no idea. They don't know how far-reaching their deeds or misdeeds messes up women. Sometimes it's sexual, sometimes it doesn't have to be sexual. Without sex, a man, only That's the man, without even sex, you can manipulate. That's why it's called manipulate. Not who manipulate. Money pull till you become late. Seriously. And you know, women, there's a dimension of women that embraces fantasia. They love it. Meals and boons, Korean boys. Kill you. Tattoo neck and slim jacket. <laughs> you just love it. Because for the woman, she's created to birth. And to birth, you must be in touch with the spirits of fantastic realm and the real realm. It's easy to get lost there. So a part of the woman's sense is saying, this boy no get sense. Another one is saying, let's go and see. So, you know, you know, he's playing with you, you know, Sam, I don't even have a toy. <laughs> stop it, I like it. <laughs> I like it, don't stop it. And sometimes not even touching the body, it's tickling the brain. Tickling, 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 tickling the brain, 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 until the brain is gone. Otilo. God is restoring in the name of Jesus. God is restoring in the name of Jesus. Some boys play with girls. Don't let what you used to get your high leave somebody low. Low debar. And for many of us, it happens early. Playing mommy and daddy. You touch me, I touch you. I like it. Do you like it? Let's like it. <laughs> it's an Instagram post. But these things are real. We see people don't talk about it. I've never heard a pastor preach what I'm preaching right now. I've heard people refer to it, but that you make it a teaching. I've never. This way. And they just say, emotional wholeness, God heals you and all. Show me the science. 
What happens when you're traumatized is that there is actually dissonance between your left brain and your right brain. Your right brain speaks about the fantasy, the creativity, and possibilities. Your left brain speaks about more of the logic. And so what happens is, for you to mask that sometimes, you will move it from what actually happened to imagining they actually did. And so for some of you, you can get to a point where you convince yourself that you were not even molested. That does not mean that you have healed. It means you have pretended that you were never sick. Now, when that happens, your body learns a state of separation. This is the reason there's so much divorce now. Because divided people are getting married to divided people. And listen, if you have one times one, what you have is one. But if you have one quarter times one quarter, you have one over 16. That means you're going to have more liability at the bottom than you have at the top. How, how do you think millennial couples and Gen Z couples will agree with the people they marry when they married people without agreeing with themselves? If you disagree with yourself, how can you agree with somebody else? So Jesus teaches us this way. A house divided against it self cannot stand so when they get into the mind say i can't stand this i can't stand this you're right because a house divided cannot <laughs> happens it's deep see if all of us should start excavating now that's why thank somebody say thank god for the holy spirit because if all of us were to dig deep to the base, I'm not talking about the place where you say, ah, it's cringeworthy, I can't go beyond here. To dig deep into what was done to you and what you did and present it because that's what you need to do before God in your private space. And for some of you, you might need some professional help, some pastoral oversight and some professional help. Because it's deep. Because you've learned to live a lie. So living a lie does not just mean borrowing Bentley and Maybach to take a picture. Living a lie is saying, I don't like to be on stage when you crave and desire it, but your trauma has stopped you from stepping up there. But when you see people who can perform as well as you do on the stage, you are envious, bitter, lustful, jealous because you see what you could be, but your trauma has kept you in a box. Oh, I'm not like that. I don't really, I, I don't do big money. So I, I just want a, a house, a car, a car. Travel out twice a year. Because that's the lifestyle your trauma can accommodate. <laughs> Why are you seeing what I'm saying? Can we go a little further? Yes, sir. Is this helping somebody? Yes, sir. Can this helping you? Mr. T. So look at this. 
Jesus said, I want to heal the brokenhearted. I want to heal the brokenhearted. And when you look at that scripture, it says, spread good tidings. Look at anything emotional, anything emotional, either in the healing or the, the state, just counts one. Brokenhearted. Captives. Two, right? Those who are bound. Now, when you think about binding, how many people did Jesus lose with rope around their hand? There's only one person recorded. Lazarus, come forth, lose that man. And let him go. So this binding those, sorry, this losing those who are bound, he wasn't talking about physical chains. He was saying people whose destinies were designed to be high flyers who are hiding under the shadow of their big pastor. Or hiding under the big name of a company that they got a job with. Not knowing that they have the same capacity to produce something similar, maybe on a lower level. But they want to just go and walk for shell and they end up in a shell. I have nothing against shell. Please send me some money and training gigs. I got you. To be very oily. <laughs> right? But you see what I'm saying? I work for slum. <laughs> but your soul is in the slum. I work for black rock. But you're black. Do you rock? I, I work for Microsoft. But you're mega hard. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Because sometimes we are masking this thing. We're masking this wound with big titles. So you finally got the corner office, but your destiny has been cornered. So in that corner office, you are bitter, you are arrogant, you are prideful. No other idea is as good as yours in the boardroom. You shut everybody down. You push people down when they're, when they're rising up the career ladder. Because you're traumatized. And your trauma is not large enough to accommodate the rise of other people. If you know what I suffered in this life, everybody must hustle. Low. You work hard, oh. Sister, please, can you help me? Help what? Did anybody help me? Unhealed wounds. Speaking. It's amazing that no matter how loud your voice is, the voice of your wounds have a way of being heard. Someone can preach a powerful message and if you're discerning and listening enough, you know it's coming from a place of offense. What he's saying is true, but it's in the spirit of error. It's theologically correct, but he's spiritually wrong. Because the context for truth is love. For it to be constructive. So I showed us earlier for the sake of those who are not here. Let me quickly show you. The five major wounds. Five major areas. Where most people are wounded. And this is scientific and clinical psychologists have attested to this. That when you look at all the wide spectrum. They usually fall in this five. Number one betrayal. <laughs> Your bestie ended up with your bubble. 
Meanwhile, she was acting as if. I got you. I got you. I got you. Ah, you're on your wedding day. Hey, you people. Hey, I'll be dancing. And you know, sometimes we think, sometimes we actually think that that kind of bestie, who's now the worstie, meant evil. Sometimes they don't mean evil. They are broken. I will show you something. I will show you what. People <laughs> say they are broken and evil. Now, I will show you what. You know what Jesus said to Simon? Simon, Simon, media gave me that. The enemy has sought you to sift you. I think Luke 20 or something like that. The enemy has sought you to sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. And when you return, then strengthen your brothers, your brethren. Now, what's that sifting? Simon, Simon, the enemy has sought you. When you sift wheat, you are breaking the chaff from the wheat. And when you do that, you heat it, heat it, heat it, heat it. You basically traumatize the wheat. And then you blow it so the wind, boom, will blow it. It's a similar picture to what Paul was saying in Ephesians chapter 4. He says, not blown away with every wind of doctrine. Now, the people were easily blown away eh? from ministry to ministry. Preacher to preacher. I'm telling you, deliverance house to prayer mountain. They have trauma. Because the more broken you are, the more easily shifted, swayed you are. You are looking for what is not missing in places where it cannot be found. Unfortunately, in Nigeria, what we do is that we pray and when we pray, you know what happens? You are dealing with the current manifestation of the hidden wound. You didn't heal the wound. Are you seeing that now? So somebody... It's not hygienic. The person stinks for a living. <laughs> Where do these things come from? <laughs> Every broadening of the uh, buccal aperture marks a release of venomous corrosive they need no disinfectant because the microbes can't stand them in their house like as they release that everything dies now the person comes to you ah <laughs> this is our way get their way <laughs> now the person comes or maybe the person has uh, halitosis right the person comes, you now give the person peppermint. Okay, that's not the solution. Are we getting blessed? Don't rub the veneer. You want to get deep. I know I will not finish in this service, so join us online on Wednesday. By the way, let me celebrate the whole house. We had our largest attendance on a Wednesday service on Wednesday on both platforms. 
So keep inviting people. This is very, is very needed. And being a CEO does not heal your trauma. Being a GO, international bishop, gloriously empowered angel carrying evangelist. As you go, our angel, I have seraphim here. You are, see, if God wanted heavenly creatures, he would have created more. But you are still a human being. So the protocols of the soul still manifest regardless of how anointed you are. Because when he breathed into man, he became a living soul. So that soul area, it's so, it's so deep, it's so deep. But it's the least attended to in the body of Christ. We feed the spirit, we heal, heal the body, but the soul is so damaged. Impatient music directors, greedy pastors, lustful ushers, ungrateful members. Not in this church. Look at anybody say, that's not us, that's not us, that's not us. But do you see the point I'm trying to make? The soul work. Rejection. You see that? Now, it leads to that, but that's how you solve them. Leads to betrayal, leads to self-betrayal. The way you, you solve that is self-assurance. Now, I'm not saying self here from a place of selfishness. I'll come, I'll talk about that later. I'm saying self from the point of Jesus died for us all, right? So Jesus died for Paul and Peter, right? It's Paul Peter. It's Peter Paul. So if they share the same Jesus, why do you need Peter and why do you need Paul? Because God created yourself as a unique expression for himself. So when I use self in this context, I'm not saying in a new age way, self-love, self-centeredness. No. I'm saying self from the place of understanding my complete individuality regardless of whose attachment or involvement or contribution I have or don't have. In other words, if I have it, I don't become prideful. If you don't give me, I don't become hateful. And I will show you from the word. The word says, they ask him, what's the greatest commandment? So thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. He said, the second one is like, thou shalt love your neighbor as your as your so part of why there's a lot of hatred in many ministries is people don't even love themselves and if you don't love yourself you don't know how to love any other person if you are in deficit in loving yourself you don't have resources in loving other people i'm not talking about the eternal undying outlandish deposits of love in your spirit i'm talking about working it out tangibly in the dimension of how you think about yourself how you talk to yourself how you carry yourself how you respect yourself do we get it Self-assurance. Self-rejection. Least to self-rejection. So if you're rejected the first time, the second time as a little child or growing up, maybe even at young adulthood, you know after a while, you stop applying. That's self-rejection. That means, let me not even try because I know I will not get it. Let me not even try. Abandonment. 
They bought food for everybody. <laughs> they didn't buy for it. They told you to wash, wash the plate. <laughs> Pardon? Dr. Fitz said, the sheriff will go to your turn. Now only toothpick remain. To pick what? To pick what? Do you have to pick a fight? <laughs> Even boo, you couldn't pick. Pick a boo. Are we seeing this? Humiliation leads to self-humiliation. You have to get self-respect. Injustice leads to self-validation. You need self-validation. Now, let me show you what. I ended the first service by sharing that Jesus went through all of this, right? I want to take it some steps further and then show you some things in the text and we'll try to close. I will try. We should just close, right? Betrayal. Let's go to Isaiah 53 so you can see Jesus. Let me show you Jesus. Before we go, let me, let me, before we go, so I don't Trouble media. Betrayal was Jesus betrayed or not? By who? Who was Judas to him? Disciple in charge of what? Money. Jesus was betrayed over money. Till today, most betrayals have to do with? If you've not been betrayed, is either you don't have enough power yet, you don't have enough money yet, or you are not, you're not that fine. <laughs> or attractive. I'm telling you. Betrayal usually overpower. That's why Game of Thrones, 300, any empire kind of movie, there's betrayal. Because the betrayal didn't start on earth, it started in heaven. Lucifer. Are you following? Yes, so where there's throne, where there's power, there's beauty. Lucifer too was beautiful, right? If Lucifer was that beautiful, can you imagine how resplendent the glory of God at its very core would be? Because Lucifer was that beautiful, yet he wanted to be like. Not greater. He knew he couldn't be greater because God is the height of all perfection. So Lucifer was not trying to be greater than God. He just wanted to be as good as God was. If your eyes are heavy, lighten it by pacing around in the spirit. You can just so like Shandova Hatikas. Amen. Some people be like (laughs) 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 So it was betrayed by Judas. Was it rejected or not? By who? He came to his own and his own received him not. But as many as believe on his name. What does he give? Power to become. Was he abandoned or not? He said, surely son of man is going to be attacked and all of you will scatter. Smite the sheep and the shepherd will. All of them abandon. Smite. Smite the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. All of them abandoned him. All. Peter denied him on the betrayal spectrum. Peter and Judas, they are on the same spectrum. 
right? But intentions were different. I don't want to go into Judas and Peter. Actually, if you buy, I'm not alone. I explained it there. If you don't have that book, you need to get you need to get this book. If you're dealing with anything emotional or you're even healed and you need to know what's up in your life. This is an old cover. There's one with a new cover. I think we're selling this final narrative or something like that. You need to get it. Short, short read. Uh, it's a short read or short chapters. Rejection, betrayal, self, self doubt, fear, anxiety, all of that stuff dealt with. Abandonment, they left him. Peter was warming his hands in the fire of the world and a little girl said, huh? Pastor P. <laughs> no, me, I say so. Said me. I bow tree. <laughs> me, I don't know anymore. I don't know. Yeah, me? Say, I saw you. You had person that gave my brother and I bread and fish at the miracle of 5,000. Five words. I'll give you five. Deny Jesus. They abandoned him. Only John was there at the cross. I didn't know where it was before it came back. They all, it went from a distance. Then I said, this guy that used to lean on his chest, saying, my daddy, my daddy. Let me just go and show face more. Who was Philip? Show us the father, show us the father. The father showed the son, you disappeared. <laughs> James and John, you caught fish. From Peter's boat overflow. Where were you? James became Jameson. <laughs> I'm sorry, James. Cumulation. That picture of Jesus you see, that's the dignified, glorified interpretation of a 16th century artist that is clean with two drops of blood. Like Ribina dropped on his face. Designer pampas. <laughs> Gucci belts. It wasn't anything like that. I'll show you from Isaiah 53. He was bruised. He was slashed. The cat nine tails had broken shards and thorns. And whenever there were, some people say that it's, it's as long as about 13 to 15 feet. So they were swirling like this. It wasn't pancare. It wasn't uh, stop stealing meat from the cooking pot that your mother and your dad gave you. The Nepa kibble. It was worse than Orimo kibble. With PhD. They were swirling like this. Swirling. Go and do your studies. I wasn't there, but I studied. Right, swirling. And phew! The thing will go around the body many times. Pam, 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 pam. Just the play. Pam, 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 pam. Then they will reap it. So with every stroke, it's not even stroke, slash, slash what's what called? Spiral. You will see, watch this now, flaps of flesh frittering away. You need to confront this. Because this was what God looks at to say nothing else is too messy for me to overlook. Because sometimes when we speak about redemption, we don't see the reality that there was nothing good to look at by the time they were done with Jesus. 
the inner entrails of his flesh were on full display. Listen, some of us have some parts of our bodies we're not proud of. When we go to the beach, we're very watchful of what we wear. When we go to any family hangout, we're very careful. Nothing must break. No zip must bust. Because Kasala will follow the busting. Very mindful. There could be anything. Birthmark, whatever. Stretch marks. Tiger slash, what do you call it now? It says Tiger Strip or Tiger Nuts. Just, just, just find whatever name is called. But there are things. Maybe some people like them. You know, sometimes I acquire taste. Some people... Some people like them, but some people are uncomfortable about the way my body is shaped and all. Listen, Jesus' body was completely exposed for everybody to see. That's why I said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men. People walked past him and said, is this not the healer? They shook their heads. And having all power, yet restraining himself. That's why Paul said, I cannot be ashamed of the gospel. Because it's the power of God unto salvation. All his body parts were on full display. Was on that cross, hyperventilating because he had to support himself at a certain temple so that he doesn't collapse upon himself or upon his lungs and then asphyxiate. He had to give up his spirit. It was not going to be taken away from him. If it was going to be taken away, you know how people say, just kill me now. Because it's easier for you to be killed than for you to die. Yeah. That's why your reasonable worship in salvation is not that God kills you. It's that he wants you to be responsible for mortifying yourself. Because the greater sacrifice is not that you, you were killed. That would be accidental. It's that you laid down your life. You knew what you wanted to do, but you didn't do it. You knew what you could do, but you gave it up. God says that's the biggest sacrifice because nobody's taking your life away from you, but you are laying it all down. Isaiah 53. Let me try to land it so that even though I'm not landing. Can you go back to verse, verse 3, please? Somebody say thank you, Jesus. He is despised and rejected by men. He's despised the king of the world, the agency by which all things were made. Yet the people that he made through his creative intelligence and ingenuity looked at him and said, You know, you know, when they saw his body on the cross. And the farmers and the market women were going back into the city, walking past Golgotha. They'll go and call people, come and see, oh, Mary's mistake, oh, Tishale. Then all the people that taunted Mary by saying, oh, Losho, 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 they would have been like, you see, we said it. Nothing. Somebody that lied. You lied that Joseph was the father of the child, be that his spirit impregnated you. See what happens, oh? That weekend, Jesus became a tailor and a byword in houses. The prayer was, may your life not be like Jesus in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Think about it tactically. His disciples, they fled. They left the WhatsApp group. They deactivated their lines. <laughs> Error plane mode. 
He is despised and rejected by men. Don't forget Isaiah is seen a vision. And when you see a vision, the time is always now. Even though it's in the future time. So this is disgrace. Is and different prophets have different things. I have a spirit of knowing, or if I'm praying, I might see images or I might see pictures. So many times, if I'm giving words of knowledge, my eyes are closed because I'm seeing things. Some people, <laughs> I met a couple when I was in Yola. The lady, she's she's prophetic, and the the husband said, <laughs> Pastor's wife. The husband said that the first time she went into a trance, she was scared. I've killed somebody's daughter. I can't remember whether they're doing pillow fight or something. Then she just went on the bed like this. Just went blanked out. <laughs> Say, hey, prayer. The lady came out with a, with a trance, a revelation. So different people have different things. Some of you just know, you sense, or you see. Some of you go weird. Some of you start weeping and crying. Depending on your configuration. So Isaiah... <laughs> So Isaiah was seeing the Christ. It was like a picture. Like the Lord said unto my Lord, the, the prophet David, who was seeing the Christ. So he said he's despised and rejected by men. Then a man, capital M. Which means that it's not just a man representing his own individuality. He's a man representing a kind of persons. I wish I could talk to somebody. I don't want to jump the gun. But when the Bible says in the presence of God, there's fullness of joy. At his right hand, there are what? The only reason there can be pleasures forevermore at the right hand where you're seated in Christ is that he was a man of sorrows and he took all the sorrows away. So the only thing left now is the pleasure. Are you getting that now? The only thing that bridges you into that pleasure is faith. Because without faith, it's, it's impossible to tickle God, to get God excited, to, to operate the providential benefits of salvation. It's by faith and joy that we draw water out of the wells of salvation. So he was a man of sorrows. So every kind of sorrowful event in your life, he may not have experienced the event, but he felt the essence of the equivalent imprint that it left on you. Jesus was not rich, but he knows what it feels like. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. What did we do? This is exactly what we do with our own mess. We can't confront it. So we hid our faces. What do we do in the New Testament? You are not even just supposed to confront it. It's a looking unto Jesus. The author and the finisher. And from the radiant love... You invite him into that space. When you see that mess through the goggles of Christ, you will see the glory in your grief. You will see the ministry in your mess. You see the purpose in your pain. You see the divine possibilities in the disgust. You see the divine appointments in the disappointment. You see the testimony in the trauma. Because you are not looking at it by hiding your face from him. You're looking at him and seeing what happened to you through Christ. To know that if he was ever going to call you, he already had a purpose for any other thing that would happen to you before he called you. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Give me the next verse. Surely he has borne our griefs and... 
can I, can I have that bag? Can I have those two bags? They are not grips and sorrows, but for the purpose of this. Am I carrying them? Am I carrying them? For me to carry them, do I have to touch them? Jesus is in touch. He's in touch with the sorrows, with the griefs. And they are two different things. I can't go into explaining that. Sorrows and griefs is in touch. So the apostle says, we do not have a high priest who's not touched by the feelings of our infirmity. He said, in every way was tempted as we are, yet was without sin. Don't go there yet. Don't go there yet. Don't go there yet. Yet we esteemed him what? Stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. Give us verse 5. But the reason he was wounded was for our transgressions. He was bruised for iniquities, the chastisement. For our peace was upon him and by I hope you know that this revelation will make you hate emotional wounds and physical wounds the more. Because I don't need to be wounded that way. Because Jesus already took the pain. So in our text we see a man called, tell me his name. Tell me his name. Mephibosheth. In our text, you know what that name means? It means from the mouth of shame. What does that mean? Mouth of shame. It means someone who was spat out of shame. His whole life. What do you spit out? Something you don't want. Forceful ejection when somebody pukes. It's a forceful. This guy causes disgust. The Bible tells in 2 Samuel 4 verse 4 what happened. He was not born lame. But as there was bad news, his father and his grandfather died the same day. And there was trouble. The nurse carried him and tried to take him to a place of safety. But while I was trying to take him to a place of safety, he fell. And when he fell, he broke his feet. Lame. Couldn't move. Couldn't walk. Couldn't navigate. And they went to a place called Lodebar. Lodebar means a wasteland. Why? Because when we're lame for long enough, we'll get into wastage. Gifts will begin to waste away. Listen, some of you think you're struggling with procrastination, but the procrastination is rooted in a wound. Oh, I, I, I don't just like doing stuff. You are lame in that area because you fell at some point. Because the new man in Christ does not need external speakers to find motivation. He does not need ginger or trigger. He lives organically and authentically. He's a Lord of And David, who's been through his own trauma. I can't even go and get into the life of David. Because David also has some trauma. And he passes it down. Because the children he raises are so political. Are so lustful. Are so divided. We're going to see Amnon rape Tamar. His own children. We see Absalom come against their own father in rebellion. We see Adonijah trying to game Solomon. Trying to make himself king. Are you following this? Because trauma multiplies with generations. Unhealed trauma. Somebody shout it's stopping with me. 
say louder is stopping with me your great grandmother had your grandmother out of wedlock your grandmother had your mother out of wedlock your mother had you out of wedlock but now you need to bring a padlock to that pattern out of wedlock and say I'm not going to perpetrate this are you hearing what I'm saying do you even know that many physical diseases are rooted in emotional wounds many David has his own trauma but has found healing to a larger extent than most other people in the Bible after his own mistakes and he said now I need to show somebody favor who am I going to show favor? Somebody from the house of Saul. Who's Saul? Saul is the boss that tried to kill him. When you begin to heal, you will discover that you don't have to kill those who are yet to heal. Because an eye for an eye eventually leaves the whole world blind. Drawing a pound of flesh will turn you into a cannibal. So he said, who can I show kindness the response of healing is kindness. And that's why even the Bible says it is the goodness of God that brings men to repentance. James says the wrath of man does not work out the righteousness of God. So I need someone to help me demonstrate who's going who's gonna to carry Mephibosheth. I need Mephibosheth from the back somewhere and I need a big man that can carry him from the back. And I need about six men. I need about six men. He said, who can I show kindness from the house of Saul? Let me proclaim to somebody, this healing season is coming with kindness. When Paul, when David calls the second time, he said, who can I show the kindness of God? Kog, <laughs> the kindness of God, K-O-G. God is about to resound his kindness in your life. And then about six men. Who's, who's the Ziba? I need a Ziba that can carry <laughs> that can carry Mephibosheth. These are the sons of David. How many sons did David? How many children did David have? Tell me. Let me give you a assignment. But actually, he had 19 documented from his wives. Six from the first wife. Six from the first wife. And The one that had a child. <laughs> right? 19 documented. But there are two others that were named in other places that are most likely from a way match. That thing traveled. Right? Now, I, I wanted to get blessed by this because I'm closing with this, but I want to paint a picture in your mind before we leave. Welfare, can you help me set my table? Can you get, get stuff? From the table and said it. This is the king's palace. David is in his palace. Come on now. In the palace, there's a lot of goodies, a lot of nice things in the palace. Where's the Lodiba? Where's the Mephibosheth? Who's the strong person carrying? I want to carry who you carry. Mariah Carey. So go to the back. If you're carrying, go to the back. These 
these are the king's sons. I need the king's sons to come. You have the king's sons. You have Adonijah. You have Daniel. Who's Absalom? <laughs> Please sit at the table and leave the middle seat for the king. These are the king's sons. We need one more. Okay. No, that's Ziba. We need one more. One more. Kingson. There's Shephatiah. There's Shobab. These are the names of David's sons. <laughs> They're laughing. I think I just made it up. There's Absalom. There's Daniel. He has a son called Daniel. Not in the lion's den. Adonijah. This is the king's table. The ball. They enjoy. One is always looking at his phone. Is this all you have at this king's table? <laughs> not, not just afternoon tea. I, I love it. I love it. It's a tea party. So, this is the king's table. They're chilled. They're not having to hassle or hustle or struggle. David is so full of the goodness of God. That is like I'm busting with goodness. I need to pour this goodness. May you get to a point in your life where you see all the money you have. And you say, who else can I sponsor to school? May you get to that point where there's so much love in your heart. You're like, I want to adopt an orphan or build an orphanage or sponsor an orphanage or partner. May you get to that point where as today, I'm, I'm trusting God you're getting there today, where you're so fed fat on how much more God has forgiven you that you just let go of everybody that ever troubled you. Because when you see that image of what Jesus took for you, you haven't taken that much and you're calling it rubbish from that person. Peter says that the person that holds their brother in unforgiveness, he says the person has forgotten. He said the person is near blind now and has forgotten that he himself was forgiven. John says, if you can't let go of your brother, you don't know God. Because when you see that image of a blooded and battered body, only his bones were not broken. Be like, just, just go. Forgive you. Come and be going. So who can I show goodness? Lodibar is there. Mephibosheth is not Lodibar. He's wasting away. Dealing with rejection, abandonment. He's dealing with humiliation. Because when you live with people, initially it's all fun and games until the restrictions begin to mount. And after a while, somebody judges for using a certain dish or a certain cup or a certain mug or sleeping for too long or eating too many packs of noodles. So can you bring me Mephibosheth? I want to close with a prophecy right now. Carry him. Carry him. Carry him. You want me to jump on your back? I want you to imagine this. He has great potential. His mind is working. But he's not come to the table. Somebody, God sent me as a zeba to you today. Mephibosheth means from the mouth of shame, but Ziba means strength. It means army. It means fortitude. It means mobilization. God is about to mobilize you from the dry land.
where you couldn't carry yourself, where you couldn't move yourself, where you couldn't help yourself, out of that addiction that you used as a medication, out of that remorse and self-regret. He's about to carry you. He's about to lift you. He's about to move you. I am not sure who I am speaking to right now, but I see the angels of God mobilizing and moving and shifting things on your behalf. I prophesy to you, you will not die in Lodabar. You will not die below the bar. You will not perish under the weight and the hassles. You are coming out of the dry land where the enemy thought you were going to end up. You are rising out of there in the name of Jesus. This guy grew up in the palace. He grew up in the wilderness, uh, in the dry place. Uh, These guys, they understand the language of the courts. Uh, he didn't even have enough time with his grandfather because as he died, his father died when he was five. His grandfather died when he was five. So nobody taught him palace protocol. Some of you feel like, I wish I had a mentor. I had a leader. Nobody taught me how to be a wife. Uh, I've never seen anybody married in my house. Uh, nobody taught me how to be a father. Thank God for man up. Uh, nobody taught me how to do this. Nobody Nobody taught me how to deploy all of my gifts and greatness, maintaining my authenticity and still being effective in ministry. So some of you feel like that. Well, let me tell you, God is sending you a zebra to come and recalibrate you, mobilize you, and push you into his purpose. Don't forget, he's feeling the weight. Zeba is feeling the weight. In other words, God is raising people that can carry your weights that can handle the weight of what you carry and will not dump you again the way you were dreamt before. God says, don't let the hurt of the nurse cause you to fight your zebra. Don't let the fact that you were dropped when you were five now stop you from saying, carry me. Because for some people, you don't accept help from anybody because you are suspicious. Because the last time somebody gave you a lift, he lifted your skirt and he dumped the baby inside. So like, I will never enter any car. I will never get any referral. I never get any endorsement. I never be any partner. Well, God is healing your wounds, healing your pain, healing your soul, healing your mind in the name of Jesus. So the zebra will not cover. See, they're not even standing up to help. Okay, you've taken the place of the king. No problem. Sit. Place at the table. Watch this. I'm getting ready to close. <laughs> sit, 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 sit. Shout to somebody. Say, I'm coming to the table. Tell the person, I'm coming to the table. I'm coming to the relay table. I'm coming to the comfort table. I'm coming to the divine table. I'm coming to the multiplication table. I'm coming to the table of blessing. I'm coming to the table. My legs were lame. My feet were lame. But God has sent me help. I was not supposed to be at the table of the prophetic. But that was exactly what happened with Saul. He said when you leave this place, you're going to run into certain people. And the Bible says they said when did Saul become one 
son of the prophet. You are about to enter into a manifestation zone of your destiny. Where what you couldn't do by yourself, you begin to do by the power of God. Out of this brokenness, you're coming healed. You're coming whole. You're coming restored. You're coming transformed. You're coming lifted in the name of Jesus. God will not waste your pain, your years of tears, your decades of trauma, your years of abandonment. You will end up with testimonies. It will not be for nothing. Uh, you will not just be a storyteller. You will be a glory healer. You'll be a glory, a glory carrier. You will be a testimony dispenser. Look at somebody say there's space for you at the table. There's space for you at the table. When Jesus died, he didn't just create one chair. He's a multi-layered, multi-faceted furniture. He says, in my father's house, there are many mansions. There are many rooms in me. So it doesn't matter which anointing you've seen in the body of Christ. Which glory God has manifested. If God calls you, there is a place for you. If God anoints you, there is a place for you. If God put a word in your mouth, a generation will rise to listen to it. I wanted to know you might not be Adonijah with all the charisma. You might not be Absalom with all the long hair. You might not be Daniel with the swag or who's reserved and we don't know too much about. But if you are at the receiving end of the kindness of God, what brought Mephibosheth out was the kindness of God. You are about to get some visibility based on the kindness of God. Some opportunity based on the kindness of God. Some promotion based on the kindness of God. Some favor based on the kindness of God. You are about to move into your palace. You've been in the uncle's house for too long. Enter into your palace. Help me go to seven people. Slap them a high five and tell them my wounds are healed. To the palace I go. My wounds are healed. To the palace I go. My wounds are healed. To the Palace. I'm getting ready to close. High five your neighbor. Tell him I was wounded for me. Now I'm healed and I'm going to the palace. Look at what they said to what, what Mephibosheth said. The king said, Mephibosheth. He said, Yes. He said, you're going to eat bread at my table. He said, who am I? A dead dog. He didn't even say, I'm a living dog. Because Ecclesiastes says, there is more hope. A living dog is better than a dead lion. He said, I'm a dead dog. Nothing good can come out of me. But let me tell you what he failed to realize. The kindness of God has resurrection power. <laughs> When he enters a grave, it looks for any semblance of life in the grave. And if it's Lazarus who's bound, whose eyes are covered, whose limbs are tied, the power of God will go into that Lazarus and mobilize the Lazarus. I've preached this before a long time ago at Skate City. But have you wondered how the Bible says that there was a napkin upon Lazarus's face? Yet, when it comes out of the cave, he does not bump into the walls. Because the kindness of God will navigate you even in your blindness and bring you into a place where you arrive where God wants you have you wondered how he was bound
sound feet and hands because when it comes out it said lose him and let him go you are bound but you're coming out of that grave you might be lame but you're coming to the table of the king you might be tied down but you are coming high five your neighbor and tell him keep coming to the table keep coming to the table look for the other neighbor who looks like they've not gotten the message yet and tell that person keep coming keep coming keep coming keep coming to the table David understood the table of God. He said that table, because it's the table of the kindness of God, is not the table of the effort of man. Mephibosheth, you don't need to participate in the cooking. Just show up and just show up and show up and what's the prerequisite for showing up? Faith! The obedience of faith. The response of faith. Mephibosheth has to respond to Ziba without seeing David. David made the promise. Ziba has the process. I have faith in the promiser that my process is not in vain. That you are not carrying me to shame me around town. And everybody remembering, oh yes, that Mephibosheth, oh, that boy that fell. But all that process of walking through the town, people seeing my mess and my dangling limbs without any kind of control by itself because I've lost my mortal skills. When I get to the table, somebody shall get to the table. Holla, just get to the table. The table is not a physical location. It's a spiritual consciousness that I'm seated with Christ. Consciousness. I'm not only seated on the seat. I can table matters with God. I can discuss with David here. Family affairs are discussed at the table. I can bring up the matter at the table. Come on now. The Bible says your children shall surround your table. It says thou preparest a in the presence of my and thou anointest my head with oil and my one of the signs of true anointing is an overflow of joy. That's why if you are in king sorry but no sorry you are not allowed to be depressed. If you are depressed or you are in a depressed state, the believer is never depressed but can be in a depressed state. You are not your state. Which state are you in? Lagos. Are you Lagos? But are you in the state of Lagos? Can you travel out of Lagos today? Depression is a state. It's not your state of origin. You can relocate. Can change your state. Because you have a divine estate. You are seated in Christ. Far above all principalities and powers. When you're seated here. He said to him. Ziba. We're going to give guy. This guy is father's land. All the land. We're going to give back. Then he said to Ziba. This guy is not going to farm anything. You and your, how many children do you have? 16 or something. 15 children and 20 sons. Help me. 
15 sons and 20. So 35 employees because he responded to the king. Somebody's business, listen, this this prophetic. And if you don't know, you should know this kind of service is weirdly prophetic. Listen, by the end of this year, somebody will have a business that reflects this reality. That you've had to now employ 30, 35, 40 people. It's going to happen by the Spirit of God. There's going to be an invasion of opportunities in your life that will catalyze the processes where you have partners in different parts of Nigeria and different parts of the world. In one day, because he believes the words of the king. How long was it going to take? Now, who was farming the land? Ziba. Who Ziba? Ziba? Ziba's sons. Who Ziba? A servant to Saul. He had experience. God will send you some people you will not need to retrain. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to train and raise people. Are the children ready? Let them come. But God is sending you some people that will not frustrate you. Listen, as kings, we are also coming into that age and that day. When we have raised people and that's great. But we're about to attract some people. Because the Bible says the way ministry works is that you labor and you enter also into the labors of other people. Guess what, Uche? Do you notice something? As they are all seated. Watch this. Do you notice something? That the difference in their height is not that obvious. Because the table is an equalizer. Do you notice as well that as they are seated at the table, we can see their legs, we can see their feet, we don't know that he is lame. Because the table is covering it. God is healing your wounds and covering the lost time. He's covering the areas where the enemy thought he was going to shame you. Where the enemy thought that's the reason you will not get a husband. God is going to use that same reason to become the reason that man says, Oh wow, you have that story? God told me my wife was going to have that story. This is the confirmation that you are good, the person God has chosen for me. What the enemy tried to use to defeat you, God is going to use to get your wings to fly. If you don't believe it, say nothing, do nothing. But if you believe it, shout a yes unto God. Shout hallelujah. High five somebody say, sit at the table. Another table. What, what are we serving today? I wanted them to write some things on sheets of paper. What's the menu for today? Well, somebody from the, sh from the kitchen of the kindness of God told me that on today we have a three-course meal. We have the appetizer of amazing testimonies. We have the main course of mighty contracts. We have the dessert of divine lifting. Somebody told me we're having blessing for breakfast. 
Somebody told me that we're having lavish love for lunch. Somebody told me that we're feasting, oh my God, on the fried fish of favor for dinner. Somebody told me, write what you want on the menu. What's on the menu today? Landing leckies on the menu today. What's on the menu today? Write it bold. Marriage to a man of God is on the menu today. What's on the menu for today? Because at the king's table, you can order what you want. You can order what you like. Don't settle like you're still in Lodebar. Stop looking, stop, stop nitpicking and scratching through the dirt like you're eating junk food. You can place a demand at the table. It's a consciousness. It's a consciousness. At the table. You can take me home now, soft. At the table. At the table. When the kindness of God comes in, it happens so fast. You're invited to the table. God wants the response of faith. The Lord is pouring healing oil. And I trust that somebody has also found this instructive. That when you are raising your children, you don't drop them. My wife and I, we hardly delegate any other person to drop the children at school and to pick them from school. Hardly. They may be the only two or three other people who have ever done it in five, six years of them going to school. And maybe that has happened less than... 10 or so days, maybe 14 times we've traveled in about five years. Why? When something is in the infancy, you can't allow everybody to come in contact with it. If a wall has been freshly painted, that's not the time to say, everybody, you can feel free to be here. No, don't feel free. Let it dry first. Do you understand? So you don't leave your own imprint. You know, if the, the paint is wet and somebody leaves their print on it, it dries with that impression. And many of us, we have prints on us. We become adire. Adaya. It's a dire case. But thank God, no matter the tie and die, Jesus was tied and he died. When it dips your tie and die in his blood, all the guilty stains. There's that song, there's a fountain filled with blood drawn from a man all's veins. And ever seen a plunge beneath that flood, lose all their guilty stains. The Holy Spirit is touching right now as so we pray for the children. I want us to just really pour our hearts to God and say, God, invade the child in me and heal the space in me. As we pray for the children, None of them is allowed to go through anything that any one of us has gone through. None. Whether out of carelessness, oversight, forgetfulness, again, it doesn't mean your parents were wicked. Some of them were just so hard pressed. Some of them didn't even know many of those things. They didn't even know. Isn't that Uncle Lagbaja? Though I didn't call me. Auntie, Auntie Caro. Turn nine to chicken casserole. Many times it's not even molestation, but it's emotional harassment, bitter words, anger transferred as a spirit over the innocent child. 
says you can eat at the table. I wanted to praise to God personally right where you are. Nasovala sibrasis to Veniscalato fish in the Cabato fris Uradina Havali Sucratesis. Lord, let your healing streams flow. Let your healing streams flow. Ezekiel 47 says, wherever that river flows, wherever that river flows, it heals everything, everything, everything. You know what that means? Everything is healable. Everything is healable. Assault, healable. Bitterness, violation, molestation, healable. Abandonment, regret, neglect, healable. Just let the river go there. Let the river go there. Let the river go there. You allowed many things go there in the past. Now let the river go there. You allowed funny hands get there in the past. Now let the river go there. You allowed demonic spirits or atmospheres, sounds and songs, images and pictures go there. Now let the river Let the river go there. Let the river go there. I see a little girl weeping. You are an adult now, but I see you in your little state of weeping. Whimpering in a corner. The Lord is touching you right now. Come on, somebody open your heart to the Holy Spirit. Deep surgery is taking place. And it's okay to cry and weep and wail. I see people shedding tears. That's all right. It's fine. If I can sort it out once and for all, it will not become a pattern in the future. The power of the Holy Spirit is in the atmosphere. Let the river flow now don't get distracted this is your moment and we oftentimes speak about the women it also happens to men the house help the housemate the driver the senior in FGGC Odogbolu FGC Odogbolu in KC in QC in can you see Iduani private school Vivian Fowler but your soul is escaped like a bird out of the snare of the father come on I mean no disrespect to the schools I've called but these things happen in almost every school almost somewhere sometime in the field the background the senior student that knocks your head and you still feel the pain till today because it went beyond the physical pain to a part of your soul something was lodged in your subconscious mind your distaste and disgust for anything that has to do with church and pastors installed by a handler that mishandled you oh nanakovasa Buratia Suvreniga Tango Salaninas. Please let's have the children on stage so we can close. If you're praying for yourself, it's okay, keep praying for yourself. But if you're already in a state where you can pray for others, teachers bring the children on stage. I want some of us who can pray for others to stretch your hands towards them. I will just touch gently. Stretch your hands towards the children and pray for them. 
You can move. Zola Braki Vazobra Niataban Saint of Ashanamatis, Huraqua Pirati Azila Cavando Branida Tasai. Please stretch your hands towards the children. I want to pray as an intercessor from deep within your heart. Whether you have any childhood wound that you've just been healed from or not, you know those stories are real. I want to pray that because we are agreeing as a house today, no evil will come near them. At home, at school, God's protective covering will make them impenetrable and impervious to the works of the enemy in the name of Jesus I want to stretch your hands and pray please this is warfare you're dealing with an age where I was watching a webinar somebody I really really respect some days ago and we're doing a survey on the webinar survey and there was male and female and then somebody now said and he now said oh sorry we should have put binary imagine you're dealing with that age where a seemingly decent person will be like, oh, that's true, we have binary people. Can you pray for their minds? Can you labor in prayers? Say, Lord, we may not be able to answer all their questions, but we'll receive wisdom as parents, as guides, as spiritual big brothers and spiritual big sisters to provide spiritual support guidance. Give us wisdom, intelligence. Help us to build resources, apps, solutions, online platforms and portals. Give us intelligent capacities. Come on, somebody pray. I feel such weight in my spirit right now. You are protected, you are preserved. In the name of Jesus, you will not be touched by the wicked one. We speak for life into all of you. You will not be molested, you will not be manipulated, you will not be used. You will not be used. You are protected. We come against the spirit of the age. We place the banner of the finished work of Christ over your life. We put the power of the blood as an insignia, as a stamp. The power of redemption, the power of justification with God. It separates you from the wolves. It separates you from the serpent. It separates you from the demonic infiltration of your day and your time. In the name of Jesus. You are lifted and strengthened by God. Your purity will not be contaminated, will not be sabotaged. Church, can you pray? You know what you went through. Something that was done to you in one day took you 15 years to even know what it was. Another five years to even break out of it. Can you pray? In the name of Jesus. Oh, we mark you as one separated unto God in righteousness and holiness and purity in sanctification. We release the fire of God over your lives. Nobody will touch you who is not sent of God. In the name of Jesus, no domestic abuse, no domestic violence, no immoral assaults. Let the 
angels of God concerning this house raise a fire around all of our children present and those online those at home those abroad those connected by technology Rebuke the devil, take authority. You have no right to come close to these ones. We weaponize them like arrows in the hands of a mighty man. So are these children. You are arrows of fire, arrows of revival, arrows of signs and wonders. You are intelligent constructors, builders along with God, co-laborers with Christ. Children, pray for yourselves. Say, I'm covered by Jesus. Inglas uvraki nanakas askelotobia tavesha romia taki atabasa. Now, can you also pray for all our everybody here and them and any other person? Whatever work of repair needs to be done, Lord, accelerate. We speak acceleration. You know, when the doctor heals, he administers medication and all. Then you say, you need to sleep X, Y, number of hours. Be on a drip. In other words, we're saying whatever conditions are required. A message, a special time of prayer, therapy. I'll talk about that on Sunday. Pastoral counseling and oversight. Lord, as we pray in the spirit, we begin to galvanize and mobilize every force. Some of you have been in the healing process for a year or two years. Some of you just started today. We don't want it to be long drawn. Jesus spoke to some of you and said, you are whole now. Pray that. Pray that right now. Rebuke that dark spirit, that suicidal spirit, that demonic spirit that is about to drive somebody wild and drive somebody in the wrong direction. Rebuke that spirit and say, no, 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 no more room, no more space, no vacancy. I move from Lodeba to the palace. I move from dryness to abundance. I move from hesitation to abundance. In Jesus' name we have prayed. As I close with this pr prophetic and pastoral declarations please let's all agree as a house as a church and shout a louder amen in the name of Jesus king of glory shepherd of our souls bishop of our souls we honor you thank you for your life thank you for your light thank you for revelation knowledge thank you for illumination Thank you for giving us insight into those things. 
For unto us it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. The word says, fear not little flock, for it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Lord, we thank you for this dispensation of the kingdom and for the release of power, not only to analyze what's happened, but to repair the damage that was done. So Lord, I stand as the voice over this house under Christ and I proclaim that the ministry of Jesus the doctor is fully felt in the name of Jesus. Every heart is healed. Every wound is sealed. Every tongue tissue is stitched. Every place of damage is healed. In the name of Jesus. We go back into ancestral lines and patterns. We go back into historical realities. We go back into 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. And we apply the power of redemption. We speak for the power of redemption. We proclaim that the power of the blood is operative and effectual. That as we have been saved, even our past is redeemed in the name of Jesus. Our past is redeemed in the name of Jesus. Shame is gone. Guilt is gone. Offense is gone. Bitterness is gone. Pride is gone. Narcissism is gone. Self-centeredness is gone. Disorientation is gone. Paranoia, anorexia, insomnia. The sicknesses of the soul, the ailments of the fragmented mind. They no longer have any room or place in us. In the name of Jesus. This is a house of joy, a house of healing, a house of strength, a house of holiness, a house of repair, a house of redemption. Our children are covered. They are preserved at school, at home, at work, on the road, on the street, everywhere they go, the playground, camp meetings as they begin to grow, NYC ground. Our children will marry as virgins. embrace the reality of purity there will be scarce ambassadors choice vessels in their day and their age before we open up the portals of the supernatural to the children that they begin to have visitations of, of heaven encounters with Jesus encounters with Jesus it's to become commonplace I remember when I was about 19, the Lord began to give me dreams for my family. And I was sitting with my dad and my mom. He said, God showed me this. Lord, in the name of Jesus, earlier than you started with me, we opened the door to all of them. Angelic encounters and manifestations. Accurate dreams. Accurate dreams. Knowledge of the word of God. An appetite for those scriptures. The ability to discern between good and evil between good and almost good between right and almost right a holy hunger for prayer who will walk into their rooms and see them praying we'll see them singing we give you praise and glory your father in Jesus name we are prayed come on somebody glorify the name of the Lord somebody show yeah as you grow in your adolescence and your teenage years you are preserved you are covered you are separated from the rest you are light bearers in your day you will not be tampered with you will not be damaged 
you will not be defiled. You are kept not from fear but from favor. Not by fear but in favor. You are chased not because of fear but because of the fortitude of the Spirit of God. In Jesus' name we have prayed. www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566 One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this out.